Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Hello, welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. <laughs> what? is going on. I hope that you're well. I hope you had an amazing week that was filled with abundance. Mine was lovely. It was very relaxing. I feel much better now. My son had his prom, which was pretty awesome. But yeah, so I want to welcome the new listeners as well. And just to give you a quick background, I am a certified emotional healing coach certified clinical hypnotherapist, and a certified Reiki master. So here we talk about all kinds of different issues that men struggle with in today's society. So today we're going to be having the conversation on how to get in touch and heal the inner child from a lot of the wounds that you might be carrying around with you and you're not aware of. So we're going to go into a little bit of detail about that in a little bit. But first, I want to do a quick check-in. takes one minute. As I always say, you can fast forward if you'd like. This is just a good way to become present and ground ourselves and just take a, you know, a few short moments to, to tune in. Okay? So let's just uh, close our eyes and take a really deep breath in. And as you do that, just hold it for a few seconds. And then you're going to release. And as you exhale, the entire body will relax. If you're sitting or standing, I want you to see the bottom of your feet being rooted into the earth, just like the roots of a tree. This is how do we ground ourselves. Just continue to breathe slowly in and out. And as you do, just give gratitude for this moment to your body, mind, and soul. Very nice. You can open your eyes and I appreciate those who participated in that exercise with me. The inner child. Where does it all begin? Well, obviously, we all come from the womb, right? That place where we're comfortable, we're safe, we're protected. And that's the only environment we know of. We're just kind of hanging out, developing there while, while we're just having a grand old time. And then one day we're pushed into the world, given a name, an identification number. You know, we're, we're entered into some family system with a socioeconomic class speaking a specific language. And as infants, as humans, we all start out as vulnerable dependent beings. And 
we relied on our caregivers to to feed us, to bathe us, to care for us, just as our parents had to to have the same for themselves. So this is something that we all have in common. And sometimes we don't get the proper care. Sometimes we don't get the proper love. And sometimes we don't get the proper compassion from these people. And just know that it is not your fault that these needs didn't get met or that the caregivers weren't providing you with what you needed. And I don't really even like to say that fault, that like that word. I don't really feel like it's anybody's fault. I think that, and I know you've heard me talk about it before. I think the people do the best they can in whatever situation in that moment. And there might've been a lot of, you know, maybe selfish behavior or addiction or just careless. Well, there's obviously something going on within them to have that type of behavior going on. So understanding and recognizing what conditioning is and not placing blame on others for what happened is this is the first step to healing and healing the unmet needs that, that maybe you didn't receive as a child. But childhood conditioning, this is the process through which our beliefs, our thought patterns, or behaviors, these are learned and basically reinforced over time. And from the age of when we're born, even in utero, until the age of eight, you know, these ideas are basically seated in the subconscious and they serve as a starting point for all other information. So whatever you experienced as a child is played out in our adult life and in our relationships. This is why we often will accept the love we think we deserve. This is why a lot of people are in very unhappy relationships. They're settling because they don't see their worth. And that was me for a long time in my life. So the subconscious sends out our beliefs into the world and it's going to attract people who match our beliefs. This is why it's important to adopt powerful, confident beliefs. This is what's going to transform the world that shows up for us, right? This is why we're here on this podcast to change and transform, baby. <laughs> So it's estimated that the human being spends about 25,000 hours with his or her parents or caregivers. And, you know, most, most kids are with their parents until at least 18. But during that 25,000 hours, you know, think of all that we're exposed to a wide range of experiences that are going to form our outlook on life in the future right? Because we're subjected to a variety of maybe emotional traumas or, and sometimes, like I said, physical abuse, most of which originate in the house with our parents. Our subconscious runs the show, right? This is 95% of our behavior is run by the subconscious mind. So the brain is, it's very, very intelligent and it can learn really, really quickly. Actually, 
it's actually so fascinating how we process and store information. And we're not even aware that, that that's what's happening. So it's kind of like our childhood, even just the smallest things, we're taking that in. And it's being stored there. It's just like when you log into your computer, everything that you may search for is, it's kind of saved there, right? If you go into your history, you can go back however many, you know, months or whatever years, you'll see something that you looked up and you forgot all about. So it's kind of like our subconscious is the same way. It's just like a computer. So with this knowing, you know, moving on the path from childhood to maturity, we're destined, right, to hit certain roadblocks or obstacles that have long-term psychological and emotional implications. You know, these might be small, often un- unrecognized events that might have happened to us through- throughout infancy into our adolescence. But however, there was also those who had, you know, explosive, horrific upbringings as well. But regardless, you know, we end up creating negative coping mechanisms. They manifest as maybe anxiety, maybe depression, substance abuse, or maybe, you know, a a mental health disorder. And these mechanisms, they only create more pain as the negative thoughts of not being enough resurface. It's just, we kind of layer ourselves with something else to bury what's underneath all that, you know? I wasn't really going to talk about it, but let's look at the Amber Heard Johnny Depp case going on. Now, I personally think Johnny Depp is, is innocent, and he's had to expose a lot about his life to the world. I mean, it's, it's sad that he has to expose so much about his personal life out to the world. I don't think it's fair, but regardless, he had to share that his mother was very abusive when he was younger, physically abusive. And if you look at his life, he's, he's, you know, suffered from addiction and he ended up with a woman who is abusive. It was very much like his mother. You know, Amber and him are, are in this battle and I'm not I'm not taking sides here. I, I just feel that they both have their own traumas to work through and deal with. You know, we're all human and we all have experiences that lead us to a certain outcome. And it's a lot easier for some people than it is for others. It's easy for somebody to say, well, you know, I had a bad childhood and I turned out fine. Well, that's you. Everybody's different. You know, everybody's sensitivity level is different. Everybody's emotional depths are not the same. They're not equal. Anyway, so when we enter adulthood, you know, we leave part of ourselves behind that child within us. So it's almost like we disown our inner child, right? We we're not there any longer to nurture a major part of us. That little voice that used to be so loud with such a broad, fun, mystical imagination. 
and innocence, right? A playful spirit. And slowly it fades away and it finally dies out so much so that even part of a joyful spark in you goes with it, right? I mean, think about it. Many people reminisce about being a child again, regardless of the stressful situations that they might have encountered. You know, I mean, I suppose depending on the severity of the situation, but most just want to be a kid again. There's less responsibility. And as children, we had, we were free spirits, you know, free spirits in our minds and our bodies. We believed in Santa Claus and the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny. And we basically believed in the impossible. And some of us adults are still very much in tune with our inner child and, and, and see life through that childlike, innocent heart. And this is the key to being a master manifester. So this is also important to know, to know the importance of being connected with your inner child. According to most sources, the psychologist Carl Jung, he is widely credited for being the first to coin the term inner child. And he shares some inner child archetypes. But today I would like to share some of the more updated modern inner child archetypes. Now, just to be clear, an archetype refers to a set of characteristics, fears, motivations, and maybe experiences that are universally familiar to to readers, to, to those that watch, you know, it's like Harry Potter, Cinderella, Snow White, those type of characters. So we all have an inner child archetype. This is the unconscious part of our personality that it's based on what we kind of learned and experienced in our early years of our lives. And one thing that archetypes have in common is broken connections and unmet needs. I'm going to share some of these archetypes with you so that maybe it can help you identify what you might be struggling with, what it looks like so that you can go back and nurture and reparent that part of yourself. You know, when we become curious and willing to explore, we can solve the problems that are based in the past. It's just that most people either don't know how to start, how to begin, or that they're unwilling to, to go there. Psychologist Dr. LaPera, she defines seven inner child archetypes. And the first one's the, the caretaker, right? And people, it is as it sounds, the people with this archetype, they tend to care more about others than they do about themselves, right? People with this personality type, they tend to be very selfless. They will sacrifice their own wants in order to care for others around them. They do gain a great degree of, of personal satisfaction in doing this, but it comes from an unmet need, right? The inner child archetype has to assume care for someone close to them or feel responsible very early in life as a norm. So 
they might frequently lack the childhood experiences of maybe unconditional affection from their parents and maybe the confidence that the grown-ups were there and, and in control of things. The next one is the overachiever. You've heard me talk about this in the past, right? When our inner child is a lot like this archetype, we're always thinking that we have to do well or be better than everyone else in order to, to, to be worth something and to earn a place in the world, right? And I think this is the most popular one. People with, with this way of, of living, they're often ashamed when they aren't successful. And they'll live their lives under a lot of internal pressure to do well. They often had a lot of focus on maybe performance or success when they were young, whether at school or at home, even if they really didn't know it at first. But in order to feel like something, yes, they they have to become something big. They have to be successful in order to be seen or appreciated. Then there is the underachiever. Now the underachiever is someone, you know, due to fear of maybe criticism or failure, they'll keep themselves small, hidden, and below their potential. (laughs) Okay. So they'll tend to want to maybe avoid the criticism and failure. And by doing so, they leave many of their potentials unfulfilled. And an excessively high focus on achievement during childhood can also be the reason for their imprinting in people of this type. They'll also remove themselves from any emotional games before they begin because they believe the only way to receive love is to stay invisible. The next one is the, the protector or the rescuer. Now, people with this archetype are continually attempting to help protect and rescue other people because they feel that they can. And because they believe that they're powerful and in charge, they feel a feeling of self-worth. And the people that believe this think that the only way to get love is to help other people by focusing on their wants, on their needs, and working to solve their problems. Now, childhood memories of being powerless and maybe helpless may leave a lasting impression on those who are impacted. So, you know, conflict-ridden maybe divorces or childhood custody battles are two examples of relevant occurrences. The next one is the life of the party. So they're the people who always show up happy, funny, and strong. They come across like they don't seem hurt or sad ever. And they're always willing to make other people laugh. People who've been affected by this usually felt rejected as children. Maybe when they showed anger or sadness or maybe other unpleasant emotions. And this led them to believe that they would only be loved or accepted if they were happy and spread, you know, good, good vibes everywhere. The next one is the people pleaser, right? 
This is one who drops everything and neglects all needs in the service of others. And it was likely modeled self-sacrifice in childhood and maybe even engaged in deep codependency patterns, right? This is much like the caretaker did. And they believe that the only way to receive love is to be both good and selfless. And the last one is the hero worshiper. Now this is someone who has to maybe follow someone or something. Okay. So most likely it comes from an, an inner child scar made by someone who was maybe thought to be a superhuman, you know, somebody that they looked up to that didn't have any faults and they just don't think that they're good enough for their hero, quote unquote, right? And they see it as, as they see themselves as lucky if that person brings them kindness and spends time with them. You know, during childhood, this type of archetype can maybe thrive as an inner child if we aren't encouraged to be independent, but we're treated with a lot of care and attention. So to get love, they think that they have to give up their own needs and desires and they look at others as a way to learn how to live, right? So you understand that? So I'm sure that they're just not willing to, you know, take the lead. They're definitely not the leaders. They're the followers, basically. So I'm sure there's some out, out there listening that can maybe recognize some of these archetypes in yourself. I know I've done a lot of my own healing work with my inner child over the years. So I was, I could definitely resonate with a few of them. And honestly, to be whole and to reach our greatest potential, we really need to heal these parts of ourselves, the wounded child within. Otherwise, it's going to continue to play out in our karmic patterns until we pass the test. It's just like an exam. You know, we're here to grow and expand just as nature continues to grow. You know, we as individuals should be in constant flow and movement throughout life as well. So we want to expand ourselves, but we're not going to be able to accomplish this when we're leaving these parts of us behind or ignoring these parts of ourselves. I'm going to be sharing something with you that can really help with this process, hopefully over the next couple of days. So keep an eye out for that. But for now, you want to first recognize what your behavior patterns are. You know, just as I mentioned, which role does your inner child play out in your life? And, and accept that there is a little boy or a little girl wants to be recognized inside of you and look deeply into some of the early childhood experiences, ones that really stood out to you and ask yourself how they affected you and really sit in the experience of that time. You know, what types of core beliefs did you cultivate during those times? What did you take away from those that maybe you can recognize in your adult life. And then you want to confront that child 
inside of you with empathy and with love and just be silent and listen to what it has to share with you and what it needs from you. This is where you begin the process, the internal plan on how to maybe reparent those needs that maybe weren't fully met. And as you do this, this is when a foundation will start to form and it will begin to take root and you're going to start providing healthy discipline and limits and boundaries and a structure to protect and nurture this part of you, your inner child, these parts of you that you've left behind. It's really a beautiful process as you do this work. You know, I recognized myself in what I needed to fix and I was always overextending myself and my needs were always on the back burner to, to, because that's what I thought I needed to do to receive love for that validation of love. So even from time to time, I still have to check in with myself, with my inner child. Her name is Josie. So you can even, you know, listen quietly and it might not have the same name as your name, but you know, I, I check in and ask her what her needs are from time to time, because there's some times where I might go over the boundaries, right? We have to constantly be, it's just like being in a relationship with yourself, truly, just as if you were with another person. You have to respect yourself and honor yourself. So anyway, this is a great place to start. I hope that, you know, you enjoyed this information. Hopefully it will be fresh to your ears. I know I've, I've spoken on this topic probably in the past. I might be even forgetting that I already did it, but if I didn't, that's okay. If I did or didn't, whatever, <laughs> it's here again. So... I know we have a lot of new listeners, so, you know, it helps to, to just refresh our memories of this information. And again, I'm going to be bringing something for childhood healing. So check back in a couple of days, hopefully if all goes well. And if you'd like to subscribe to get updated when I do post, please feel free to do that. Also, if you are gaining value, please feel free to leave a rating and a review. That is always appreciated. You don't have to, but that is up to you. By doing so, we're helping other people to find this information that they could possibly benefit from. Okay, signing off, sending tons of love and light to you. I look forward to coming back in just a few days. Take care.